Hey everyone, welcome back to the PFF Betting Podcast. I am your host, Kendall Valenzuela, and joined with me as always, PFF Senior Data Scientist, Ben Brown. We have the ultimate podcast today, Ben. I mean, we're obviously going to do NFL draft props, which is great, but we also have USFL props, which I'm super excited about. Football is back. Everyone, let's get into it. Football is back, Ben. I just got to say, football is back. And I'm, you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I think this is where you separate, you know, like the recreational sports betters from the actual degenerates, but uh, it's pretty obvious where we fit in on this one. So yeah, I'm excited Mm -hmm. to uh, talk USFL. It's going to be a a glorious, uh, profitable uh, endeavor, I feel like. So it is my, I I was talking to my dad the other night. I go, he goes, what are you prepping? You know, what are you prepping for with Ben? And I go, oh, USFL. And he goes, well, what is that? And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. Is that? (laughs) Don't worry about it, dad. It's just new things that Ben is teaching me to bet on. So it's perfect. Just don't even worry about it but the usfl's inaugural season that begins the 16th i believe so a couple days away um i think the generals and the stallions are the first matchup but eight squads are competing in a 10-week regular season before a four-team playoff to crown the champion ben i'm so excited everyone pff.com slash betting even just on the regular webpage pff.com you can find a huge ultimate 2022 USFL week one betting DFS and fantasy football preview. It's glorious. It's beautiful. Tell me what you think first about all these teams from the North and from the South and who you're really looking for with your big bet. There we go. Yeah. I, I, so we, you know, obviously Eric puts together uh, a lot of work in, in regards to the spring football season. We have tried to, you know, build some initial power rankings, uh, using some mytho- mythologies that we've used for both, you know, the XFL and the AAF previously, definitely profitable. So kind of sticking close to uh, what we used previously, but yeah, we really like the Tampa Bay bandits, uh, Jordan Tamu at quarterback. We think he's probably uh, the best quarterback in the USFL right now. Todd Haley, as well as coach, uh, give them, you know, a lot of leeway in how we're projecting it out. I do think they were kind of the odds on favorite here uh, to, mm-hmm. win this, to win the championship. Um, tied with, I think, like the Michigan Panthers, basically, who we are kind of lower on. But uh, they're, te- they're definitely the team that uh, I'm on board with. I think if you're looking a little further down, a lot of people are going to like the Houston Gamblers. Um, we kind of like them for the name. You love, I love them for, them the, for name. the name. Just in general. Name, right. Right. So so they're kind of an interesting spot. I do think there's going to be some really bad teams uh, towards the bottom. I think like the New Jersey Generals uh, and the Philadelphia Stars are two teams. We're probably going to be fading at least a little bit early on, given given the state of their quarterback room uh, and their roster with how they've kind of mm-hmm. performed at both the college football and, you know, some of those NFL preseason type of games. But uh, we're Bandits fans early and often. Yes. I just think uh, it's it's it's. it's setting up really well here we have seen uh you know just to get into like week one specifically um a lot of line movement i do think fox bet was probably the uh initial originators of the legalized sports betting market mm-hmm. like they had like a tweet out uh sometime around last week at this time uh 53 52 and a half point totals we've basically seen those drop by 10 full points which is you know definitely a much more accurate uh, yeah. reflection of how these games are going to play out but um, so there might not be a huge edge and just like blindly betting the unders at this time. But uh, I think there's definitely some, you know, worthwhile betting spots to get down on Saturday. Give me, give me your favorite pick. I'm just going to go straight to it because I'll tell you mine. And that's the Philadelphia stars. And I bet them at plus 600. I know, I know I went through it. I went through everything, read through a ton of articles. I like the Philadelphia stars. 
you can tell me, you can tell me if I, we should be fading them, but I do like them only because like two of the eight USFL teams have ex NFL head coaches Four, I believe four have ex NC double like division right. one head coaches. And one has the, you know, longtime NFL positions coach, but then you have the stars right. and, and like Bart is fully, and you can, you know, elaborate on this, but he is fully a minor league veteran, right? You don't see him moving around that much. Like he, right. that is what he does realistically. And that's not a bad thing, but right. he's used yeah. to it. Yeah. And it's, it's tough to really handicap the coaching position. Like you said, um, mm-hmm. you know, some former guys like Jeff Fisher, Todd Haley as well. Uh, Kirby Wilson, long time uh, position coach for, you know, Pittsburgh and some other teams, but yeah, it's uh, it's, I'm personally looking more toward like the quarterback play when I'm really trying to handicap some of these initial games, uh, mm-hmm. but we're going to have a lot of really solid data points in from week one. So I'm curious, what, what, what line did you get on uh, Philadelphia? I think it opened Plus, up New Orleans minus two. I think it's up to two and a half. Now I'm wondering what side of that. I got them. Well, I got them. I got the stars at plus 600. Okay. Oh, oh, to, to win, to win, to win. To no, win I'm talking about to right, win, right, Ben. Right, no, we're right, going. Right. We're I was going talking about this full... weekend. Sorry. Oh no, like, no, no, no. We're I going can... for no. I need your full on like who's going to win it all. That is why the people are here. I need. Here. I need. Like, what I need futures what you bets, think. basically. So if I yes. was betting anybody, I don't. I guess. I, I think there's probably better spots than Philadelphia. I get oh. the understanding of like Bart Andrews, Ooh. but uh, I I kind of like. Uh, you know, like I said, I like Tampa Bay, but they're obviously at the shortest odds. I also think Kyle Slaughter, probably the second best quarterback uh, in the mm-hmm. league right now. Um, don't really give, you know, a, a clear direction on their coach, Larry Fedora. But um, I think the New Orleans Breakers definitely at plus 550 make a lot of sense. And then uh, just just for the brand, I think I'd have to sprinkle some, you know, Houston Gamblers plus 700 or something like that. Because that so. just seems a little bit too low. But yeah, it's like, you know, some these odds obviously look um, you know, much different than, you know, what we'd see at like the NFL and college football level, just given the complete yes. lack of data and information we have on some of these teams. So it's really tight, uh, you know, pretty much all sticking toward the average. I think it was like uh, one book basically opened them all up at like plus 500, which isn't like yeah. the worst solution to the problem, uh, I guess, in a lot of I, ways. We enjoyed but it though. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed <laughs> it. But I'm, I'm going with, I'm going, if I, if I can't choose the bandits, I'm going to go with the New Orleans breakers is the spot uh, okay. that I, that I want to get down for some championship action on. So. Plus 500. It looks like. 550, I think time. in some spot. Yeah. I might've moved really? a little bit. I'm, I might be looking yes. at, I'm looking at my spreadsheet. I'm not looking at the updated odds right now. So okay, kind of, kind of missed well, a little bit of a movement. But. I'm gonna jump. I'm jumping on the Philadelphia Stars bandwagon. I'm right. just gonna throw that out there, and we can we can go back on. You should yeah, plus six hundred. I mean, I just think because of like you know you you take the coaching stuff with a grain of salt, Ben, with these kinds of right. things. But they did. He did coach before, and he did really in that draft try and draft everyone that he could from former teams. So I feel like that's the most like for him complete that they can get going into this USFL run. So I, I can, don't know. It's I fun can, though. Yeah. I mean, they got there. They got case cook as like their backup quarterback as well. Mm-hmm. I want to say too. So Brian Scott, Brian Scott, uh, yep. you know, we have very little information on him, uh, at least coming out of like uh, occidental college. I want to say that's actually pronounced as, but um, you know, case Cooks is guy, did some things at Northern Arizona. I think maybe that's why you, you like him quite a bit. Had mm. high yards per attempt, uh, you know, playing there. But 
it's going to be tough. I'm, I'm, I'm gravitating towards the quarterbacks that I at least know some information. On. I think that's Jordan Tamu who was really good for the XFL okay. last year. And then Kyle Slaughter, I think are, uh, are the spots that I want to buy into. I think so. Okay, fine. Okay. That's fine. I'm just going, I'm going with my team. Do you, got any, do you have any week one plays? I guess. Is the no. Question. Well, so I was, that's what I was going to bring up to you because I know in your week one matchup, so you've got the generals at are there any, I was reading who is, who has the most like home field advantage out of all these teams. There's one yeah. team that has kind of home field advantage, right? Well, Cause they're all, they're all, they're in all the, in Alabama. Yeah. So it's yeah. gotta be so it's Birmingham, Birmingham I'm assuming, Stallions. right? St- yeah. Stallions. Yeah. yeah. So the spread there is Birmingham minus three and a half over under at 49 and a half. So really, that, I think it's much smaller it had, than that. Sorry. It had to have gone down. Yeah, it so had it's to have that, gone down. So I'm looking at uh, oh. you know our friends at DraftKings. We have a minus three for Birmingham, 42 okay. and a half point total. 42 so. and a half. Okay. Oh so yeah, they've they've dropped like over 10 points basically already. I do still wow. think uh, if you're betting on a total, probably lean towards the under. I think the I think like the um, like they had like a test run game or something like that. And I think that finished okay. in like the low thirties, if not 30, oh uh, that's kind of where AAF and XFL were as well. So um, okay. given the, given the state of the quarterback position in this league, I think the unders are probably the only spot to hit still, even, even given the drastic line movements. So. Can you give for anyone, AKA me, but others listening USFL it's new, obviously. What, what do you expect out of these games? Like, is it, do you mostly ride with the unders in these things and what kind of, I mean, it's hard to, for, to ask this and for you to answer, but what kind of performances do you usually see out of these? Yeah, definitely. So it's, it's, this is, you know, in the AF and the XFL were like this as well, but uh, it's, it's dogs and unders basically, right? Like you're looking okay. for, you know, teams that, um, you know, there's, there's no real home field advantage like we just touched on, but these teams kind of like we said, there's not a lot distinguishing them right now. Uh, obviously very little data and information. So I think you got to ride with, uh, what is basically not going to be bet on by the majority of the public. And that's going to be uh, the dogs and that's going to be the unders. I do think that uh, gravitating toward those spots, especially in the AAF uh, and the XFL uh, was pretty profitable. I do think starting off this league, especially um, that's probably going to be your best strategy kind of as a, you know, hierarchical uh, framework for how you're going to evaluate these games. So that's, that's, that's basically all I bet. I did blindly bet uh, all the unders, or a little earlier in the week, I didn't get the Fox bet numbers at like 52 and a half or whatever, uh-huh. but I did get um, some 47 and a half and some 46 and a half at bet MGM. I think they were the second book to release numbers. Um, so that okay. that's what I'm on. And then I'm also on a little bit of Pittsburgh plus four. Um, and I think I'm on Houston plus two and a half as well. So those, those are the ones that I've locked. All right. All right. I'm literally the first week. I just, I got to get my feet wet and I'm just going to, I'm going to just go off of what you're telling me because, um, because it is, I do like though, that you're like, we're going to go with unders and the dogs. That's, that's the best, that's the best way to go about it. Right. Right. It's what we do anyways, but I guess, you know, in a league with so much unknown, we got to bet something, right? So we might as well stick to what got us here. So. Right. Dogs All right. And Any other lifestyle. dogs and others? I love that. Any other ones? I know you guys have. I'm not going to read these out because obviously the, everything has changed. But the, t- tell me the other two that you were on that you just said. So I like the Houston Gamblers a little okay. bit plus two and a half versus the Michigan Panthers. Then I also mm-hmm. like. Uh, I don't know. I, I know I said the, I like Tampa Bay to win uh, the USFL Super Bowl is what I'm going to call it because I don't know what it's called like right that. now, but. Um, I like them. I like the Pittsburgh Maulers to cover four points uh, against Tampa Bay. 
Um, I do think they, you know, given the rules, especially around uh, extra points um, Mm -hmm. and the overtime rules, I do think that we're going to see some of these key numbers uh, probably not stick to what uh, they are at both the NFL and college football level. So I think, you know, getting that kind of understanding baked in, um, I do think like, you know, three is obviously really important in both those games. Maybe it's going to be a little bit less important uh, given the extra point considerations. And I do think that if you score, uh, how overtime works. If it does get to overtime, that is going to be in increments of two as well. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, two and four uh, could maybe matter, you know, just a little bit more than what they do now at the NFL level. So, okay. Because for, for all that don't know that there is, there is different rule. There's new rules on displays coming out of week one. You'll see them. All. Well, you'll maybe see them all because for the extra points, teams can go for what Ben one, two, one, or, three two points or three after yep. a touchdown yep. and an extra, so, but the extra point occurs from the 15 yard line yep. and a two point conversion from the two yard line and a three from the 10. That is so that's correct. where yep. it differs. That's yep. where it differs. And then the overtime is different as well because you can, it's a best of three format. Yep. Yep. And okay. it's from, and it's from that two yard line location. Then it's basically okay. just one play. Right. And if you score Sudden all three death. or whatever, yeah. uh, then they have the opportunity to either match that or exceed that. And then, if it's tied after that, that's when it goes into that sudden death format. So, um, okay. you know, we're not going to see a ton of points probably being scored in overtime, but um, it's at least a consideration and maybe the reason why we saw some of these totals uh, a little bit inflated, I would say, to start the week. So just to start, did you get on any on any of that early? I, I, yeah, I, so I did blindly bet all the unders when they were first released on Bet oh, yeah, MGM. Um, I think they were, yeah, I think it was like 44 and a half was the lowest at that time. And there were a couple 46 and a half and a 47, yeah, 47 and a half. So, you know, mm-hmm. around three or four points closing line value. I, I will take it, but we'll I'll see. We'll, we'll probably see all, all four of these games going to like the sixties or something like that after this week. That's, that's what's so exciting about it is like you, we have this idea of how it's going to play out, but mm-hmm. uh, it could just be completely different than what everyone's projecting out right now, which is kind of exciting. I would say that's so. the most exciting part. That's the most, right. that's the best part. We just don't right. know what's going to happen, but you guys are going to be covering. I mean, you guys are going to have great grades and everything right on yep. PFF.com. So, so there will be, yeah, some, uh, yeah, we're definitely collecting data and everything for that. We'll okay. have grades. I'm going to be watching Fantastic. every single one. So if you want my own personal, uh, grading outcome. We can definitely talk about that next week, but I think, uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's, I'm excited for it. We got games, one game Saturday, two games mm-hmm. Sunday, and then we even got a Monday afternoon game. It looks like, so, uh, uh my Monday afternoon is probably going to be, you know, full, I would say at this point. Yeah. So Tweet we'll have been like you would the season, everyone, right, because he'll right. just be locked in. We're He'll locked be locked in. in. Locked in so. All right. Well, again, just to, you know, full circle here, my favorite pick to win it all. Philadelphia stars. You heard it here. Probably not first because I read a lot of articles, but right, plus 600 right. is still really good. Um, I think it's fun. Ben, remind me who you're going with again. Remind I'm going to take people. Tampa Bay and I want right. a little bit of action on the, uh, I'm struggling with the name, New Orleans breakers. breakers. I, was, I couldn't remember what it was. The breakers. Yeah. So, so Ben's going chalk. Everyone is chalk city, chalk city to start. So. But you know, chalk at plus four fifty is, um, <laughs> pretty, not the worst in the world, pretty, right? Pretty so. good, pretty good day. 
All right. Well, let's get into anything else you want to add for before you know we move on from your USFL. I don't think so. We're gonna we're gonna be able to talk a lot more about the USFL after we get one 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 week worth of data. So yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to bringing it back to the people next week, and hopefully we have you know four and hour or six and a week to build off of. Is my hope. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like I said, everyone everyone just DM DM Ben on at Twitter anything. Just just get all his picks. Maybe he'll tweet them out for us. Maybe a little later. Maybe a little later. Maybe it's a little preview. (laughs) All right. Well, then let's get into we have more draft props. Uh, It's going to be never ending probably until two weeks from today, though, Ben. Two weeks from today is the NFL draft. So excited for that. Um, Not to be over, but to find for it to finally happen, because we've said before in these podcasts, you and I are in such a weird. It's just a weird floating space right now where we're previewing the draft as much as we can. You never know what's going to happen on draft night, but then afterwards it gets really, really interesting for futures and what we look, you know, what we look for in teams. So I'm excited for that. Right. Bring it on. Bring it on. What do you, what do you got? I mean, I, okay. I want to open this up by saying the Kenny Pickett stuff on my timeline has been absolutely fantastic. It's, It's been a privilege because if no one, if you guys don't know, he visited the Panthers yesterday and everyone was reminiscing about when Pickett committed to Matt Rule and Temple in 2016. So now everyone thinks that the Panthers could really mess this up again. And maybe, maybe it's not messing it up, but select Kenny, Kenny Pickett to maybe be the first quarterback selected. And that's at plus 130 odds right now. And it's, it's great. I just need to know if you're going with that, Ben, or if that's just, you know, a little bit of a smoke screen and you're still sticking with Malik Willis. I think, I think I have to, yeah, I have to stick with Malik Willis still just resting more so on my priors. I maybe, I believe a little bit of, you know, Carolina potentially liking Kenny Pickett, but I don't think he's the prospect that a lot of other people do. I do think Malik Willis is by far the best Mm -hmm. talent uh, in this particular draft pack draft class at the quarterback position. So uh, I'm sticking with him. I do think it'd probably be a little bit of a mistake if, you know, the Panthers selected Kenny Pickett, especially that high. Could they do it? Could they do it? Yeah. Could they do it? Maybe (laughs) it does seem like at least the odds are gravitating a little bit in that direction. Right. So we have seen kind of, like you said, uh, it, it, uh, Malik Willis is no longer like the heavy favorite that he was even last week when we talked about this, mm-hmm. but uh, really heavy information-based betting market is the NFL draft more so than basically any other market you're going to get involved with. So uh, those sorts of fluctuations are going to happen. I'm not really buying into anything in the quarterback market, but uh, we did get some decent line movement on a different guy that we talked about previously, Jameson Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dane Brugler. Uh, put out that a lot of teams have him as, you know, the number one wide receiver on their particular draft board. It took a little bit of time, but we did see him basically move from like a plus 850 to a plus 400 type price, wow. uh, 10% implied probability. So uh, okay. I'm glad we got a little bit of value on that one. And I do think that if you're looking at some plus 500s for him, uh, I, I, I don't hate you know, locking that in if you missed out on a better price. Cause I do think he is uh, the most talented wide receiver in this draft class still. So you do. And who is your offensive lineman that you like? See, I still like Evan Neal and we saw, yeah. you know, um, I saw a little bit of movement on that too. Yeah. Over the so weekend. Yeah. So Iki is still, you know, decent Iki. favorite. Uh, yeah. to be the first offensive lineman off the board. There are, you know, I think we saw a beat reporter today, John Shipley tweet out that, uh, you know, the, the, the least, I don't know exactly how he phrased it, but he basically said that some AFC scouts and other people uh, strongly think that Doug Peterson's going to go offense with the number one overall selection. Mm-hmm. So maybe our Evan Neal, uh, you know, initial bets to be number one overall, maybe have a little bit of life. 
Uh, but the betting market hasn't really done anything with that information yet. So maybe it's probably just noise at this point, but um, I still think if the, if the Jaguars go offense, it's going to be Evan Neal at number one overall. Um, and I do Ooh. think that he should be the first offensive lineman off the board. So yeah. plus price for me, uh, I don't hate uh, sprinkling a little bit on him as well. So I like, I think I, you know, once we had our podcast last week, I went and took Evan Neal as first offensive lineman. Cause you can still find him at the, you obviously can find him at the plus price. Cause I think I got him at plus one thirty five. Icky is the favorite there. I mean, you're going to find Icky at like minus one fifty. all these things shop around, but he's obviously the consensus favorite. And just, you heard it here, everyone again, Ben thinks they're wrong. And I like when Ben, I think I like when Ben says, you know what, everyone's wrong. And Evan Neal is the guy. Um, So I, I do like, you know, if you're going to put anything on it, first offensive lineman is probably the best one than trying to trying to pretend like, you know, where he's going to go. Right. And so I like, I do like that one a lot, especially when you have it at plus I think plus 135 when I found him at BetMGM. There we go. Yeah. I I like that as well. I like that as well. Then yeah. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, so then, you know, outside of that, um, you know, the Trayvon Walker uh, mm-hmm. information obviously has moved quite a bit. Derek Stingley has gotten a lot of love lately as well. Um, so I really like, I know we've talked about this one previously, but it still hasn't moved yet. So I do think it's still probably my favorite bet. Uh, four and a half cornerbacks over four and a half is like mm-hmm. a plus 120 price on DraftKings. I do think, you know, both, Sauce Gardner and Derek Stingley are minus prices to be top 10 picks right now. Um, we're probably going to see Trent McDuffie go in the you know mm-hmm. middle stages of the first round. And I think we're going to see it rounded out with Andrew Booth and Kair Elam. So uh, I think I five like cornerbacks is just like the best bet on the board, I would say right now. In my opinion. Where did you find that one? So you can see it at DraftKings at plus 120. Okay. I think Fandle has it wow, at like plus really 115 good. or something like that. Yeah, I think I'm not sure why it hasn't. I mean, this is I was one gonna where... Say because- the like our everyone pff.com we have a ton of obviously draft stuff getting ready but like those guys ag renner you know trevor sigma they all have those guys going in the first round so that's shocking that that's still out there right right so i think maybe it's just a little bit mispriced obviously running some numbers but like if 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 maybe uh you know we don't see three quarterbacks drafted in the first round if you know, the, the offensive lineman falls short of, you know, seven and a half, eight people, uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be cornerback selected, obviously, you know, really high valuable position. People talk a lot about, uh, teams trading up to get in the back half of the first round to get that fifth year option on, you know, the quarterback and wide receiver position. But, uh, if they're not selecting there, uh, I think they're taking cornerbacks. And I do think that we're going to see uh, a pretty healthy run on them, uh, in the back half of the first round. So yeah. that's, that's, that's my thinking. I'm, I'm riding it out of road since day one, definitely my heaviest position right now. So hopefully it works out for all of us, but well, I've got some, I've got some ones that I found. That's and true. I just want to throw them out to you um, before we wrap things up. But they have obviously you can bet on anything and everything under the sun for this draft. But I really have been liking looking at the college conference props. There we go. Those are things. Those are things that I, you know, you're turning me into this person, Ben. That's just this person. Just, <laughs> why do you say it like that? This I person. love. No, I love it. It's great. I'm just looking at everything. Everything under the sun you can bet for the draft. Right, so I want right. to go through a couple of these. So. And I'll throw out names. I've got names on here. Uh, You can find all these articles online. Actually really good. So the first one I saw was total ACC players drafted in the first round. And on Bet Rivers, it's plus 115 over four and a half. Under four and a half, minus 122 on FanDuel. But those are the guys where you have Ikki Kwanu, you have Andrew Booth Jr., you have Jermaine Johnson, 
your Jermaine Johnson. My and Jermaine Johnson. Your Jermaine Johnson, Zion Johnson. Uh, those are all guys in PFF's top 150 that they think can go. And then the, the kicker here is that if you think that someone is going to get a little too happy with the quarterbacks and take Kenny Pickett or Sam Howell, right. both of those guys, North Carolina and Pitt, could really see that over happening in the first round right. at four and a half. Yeah. I, I like that. That's a it's at minus one one twenty five of the over on DraftKings. Where did you? Yeah, Bet Rivers at plus Bet one, Rivers one fifteen could have yeah, moved. That's a smash moved, spot. I so. think that's a smash. I got to get that up on my phone right now. I think. So. I know you uh, should check it because you know all this movement is happening, so it could be. But I like the over there at four and a half, especially with the with the Kenny Pickett talk and even the Sam right. Howell talk. Sam Howell right. has gotten some pretty good you know, treatment over the last couple of weeks where you could see them once one, one team does it or two teams do it and they go and snag a quarterback teams get a little bit too excited right. and they'll think we got to do the same thing. Right. That's how runs happen. Right. And I do think that mm-hmm. uh, it makes a lot of sense. I do like that one at plus one fifteen. Uh, that is a slam dunk, maybe, you know, roughly 40, 40 cents difference between uh, maybe that's the crazy. other consensus books. So yeah, lock, lock that. Like that's it. a good find. That's why you still that's there? That's why you got, I, I don't, my internet's uh, kind oh, of out right now. So I'll, I'll check it out. Right, right. We'll tweet it out. We'll tweet it we'll out. Tweet it out it, so. But it is a pod special. I did see that. And it was, I found it in an article actually. And I'm, I think it was. Oh, gaming today somewhere out there that someone has written this down. So kind of good. The other one, because I'm a product of the Pac-12, go go Sun Devils, Arizona State. But total Pac-12 players drafted in the first round. The under is at four and a half. And I just think you have to go with the under there every time. (laughs) Under under four and a half. It's like minus, I think I found it minus 120 on FanDuel. So you've got Kayvon, right, from Oregon. Okay, McDuffie maybe Drake London, and then and then it go, and then it goes into question marks of okay right. who else is there in the in the first round? I think Mike Renner likes Devin Lloyd. Do you think you know Utah's Devin Lloyd could go could go maybe? But yeah, that's that's the that's the questionable run. I do think you know looking at some of. Uh, you know, some of the processes and models that I look at are text analytics model, pretty low on Devin Lloyd, mm-hmm. makes me a little bit concerned. Um, I do see that number based at minus 140 uh, for uh-huh. Pac-12 under four and a half players, minus 165 on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. So um, shop around, but yeah, it's, shop I, around. I, I, I don't I don't hate that one for sure. I, no. I think so. I think what I'm trying to say is just these are I've I've had fun looking at these. You know, you can go Big Ten. I think is six and a half. SEC is oh my SEC is ten a half. So half. I think that yeah, one's yeah. ten and a half. Yeah. Um, and the under at ten and a half is a plus price. At least it was on on DraftKings. So I think that those are fun. Maybe we do more of those next week, Ben, because okay. it is those are interesting to think. You know, we get all these rumors and all this. You know, Kenny Pickett stuff. Sam Howell. Where's Icky going? Is Evan Neal going number one according to? Our very own Ben Brown, but right. I think, and I I do agree with you. Like looking at some of those auxiliary markets are like because we see we see the rumors and we see the information come in, and then we see those particular markets affected, right? Like if Kenny mm-hmm. Pickett comes in, we see his you know price to Carolina drop significantly, but we don't see you know the auxiliary effect, which is you know there's probably going to be you know, more ACC core, more ACC guys drafted in the first round, mm-hmm. given Kenny Pickett landing there. Right. And I do think that 
you know, seeing step one is obviously a, a pretty good start, but if you can kind of start to evaluate those downstream options as well, those are the ones that aren't going to get adjusted uh, very quickly from, you know, the yeah. book's perspective. And I do think that, you know, that makes them, you know, pretty profitable opportunities here. Uh, and you don't have to wait long for these to get settled either. So I, I, I like those quite a bit. I like that approach. We're going to have to, we're going to have to hit on a lot more here next week. So. We'll, we'll go next week. We'll go next week. Anything that's close to South Bend, give it like lock of the week. What your favorite USFL by give us, give us something. USFL. I think the under, and I know I don't want to say all the unders all the time, but I do think, <laughs> I do think talking about your Philadelphia stars uh, under 44, that's the highest total minus 120 price. Uh, I think that's the spot where if you're still going to bet on something, take the under 44 and, you know, sweat out a game that, uh, hopefully the Philadelphia stars just take, take, you know, they take will. advantage of earlier and, you know, coast into a easy cover victory. So coast into an easy, an easy, just league victory, the right, USFL right, Super right. Bowl, whatever right. you called it. Right. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. You can find seriously all this stuff, all this USFL stuff. They, they put together a great USFL. I'm going to call it your Bible, but the great USFL Bible on PFF.com and PFF.com slash betting. We'll come back with some more NFL draft props next week. Follow us both on Twitter. Maybe Ben will send out his, uh, his, his hottest takes, his best bets, takes, things like things, like, things like that. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend. Oh.